Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Hello there. Thursday afternoon, Todd with you, WTIC. It's a great joy every day to be able to stand up in front of this microphone and talk to you. And and, um, I appreciate you being willing to listen. I I wanted to play this little thing. I don't know. I got inspired by Tom Shattuck this week. He's been very uh, into the transgender thing and all these issues that we really shouldn't be talking about because um, they're just tricks. They're red meat thrown out there by the Democrats, again, to distract us and get us fighting about things that are not of consequence while they do really damaging things to the country. But but at the same time, I think a consequence has developed to all this garbage that the social, you know, the cultural stuff that they fixate on all the time because they have successfully, because of their partnership with the media and the media essentially being a... Um, beyond worthless part of our culture now and and crossing the line over to to being a a damaging anti-cohesiveness force that seeks little niches that it can glorify into big powerful for cultural forces this stuff has gained an import that that you wouldn't naturally uh, attach to it so um which thing is this oh okay you'll recognize jordan peterson's voice i think do you think a trans woman is a real woman? <laughs> I don't really like the way those questions are formulated. Now, I don't know what that means. What do you mean a real woman? Well, she I'm asking you, in your mind, you know, it depends what you think a real woman is, but do you think a trans woman is a woman? No. Jordan, do anything wrong so far? 860 What? No, I I just, I want to find out what people think. Is a trans woman a woman? This is something we haven't discussed, but it's a very good question. And so far, I like Jordan Peterson's answer. No. Why not? Because I think that women are capable, generally speaking, of having babies, and they have female genitalia, and they have an XX chromosome, and, and I think the biological markers are relevant. It doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think that People should be treated with respect and dignity if they happen not to fit easily into a gender category. That's a different issue. Right. But, but it's a matter of definition. And, and I actually think it's a foolish argument in some sense. Because what do you mean by real? Well, I mean, you've just clarified that, though. You, you, you don't think um, that a trans woman is a woman. All right. Yeah, he did clarify that. But what I found most interesting about this was that Jordan Peterson, he's a, if you're not familiar with him, He's somebody who's gained um, 
a great deal of prominence and a huge following, supposedly amongst young men who are who feel disillusioned and disconnected in our society. Like the society is so hard for them to get a handle on. They don't really see where they fit in and what their role is because they're not feeling empowered because all the empowerment is going to special interest groups of the Democrats and, and uh, somehow average college-educated white guys are feeling lost. And he's gotten quite famous because he's brilliant and he's a professor. And what is he a professor in? He's, he's a theologian, I think, but he's also a clinical psychologist. He does research. And he knows a lot about human psychology. He's a fascinating guy. Anyway, what I found interesting about this was that Jordan Peterson is nervous to answer this question. He sees it as a trap, and he views it suspiciously, and he only reluctantly answers. And then when he answers, he qualifies his answer. says, well, that is not to say that I don't think everybody deserves respect, which, you know, that's fine. But the cultural moment we're in is which is is where we are feeling that we're vulnerable for stating what is obvious, what is obvious to be true, what is obvious to be real. What is a real woman? And then it occurred to me listening to this that we've never had a discussion about that. But you remember we had a Supreme Court nominee, is that what it was? Is that where this came forward? Somebody was asked what is a woman? And she said, well, who was that? What was that nomination for? It was a very interesting moment. She declined to answer, as I recall. And that kind of sparked a, a political moment. What is a woman? Why is that an inappropriate thing to quantify? Well, because, because we've got the whole transgender sports thing. And the left adopting a non-scientific, illogical position that somebody who is occupying a male body should should have the chance to compete as a female because otherwise you would be violating their sense of sexual identity. And this, this is obviously a totally ridiculous conversation to have because there's nothing to argue about. They have nothing on their side of the equation. They can argue that people have a right to be who they want to be. Nobody should be abused or embarrassed for living their lives as they choose. I'm with all that. But then they go and they say, no, you have to, in order for us to respect, properly respect people who are transgender, we have to pretend they are actually the thing they imagine themselves to be. And how can we do that if they are not? How can we not say what is real? What is real is a, there are definitions we could agree to with regard to what a woman is, right? And we're required to not use that rational mind that we supposedly learn how to use in school. That's what education is for, right? It's very concerning that the Democrats are the ones who run education and also run these scams of of disorganizing our culture and disorganizing our minds and confusing our sense of logic about what is and what isn't. But we can still think and we can still break it down. Just because somebody decides on Thursday to announce that they identify, uh, that they're a man biologically and they identify as a woman doesn't mean they should be competing against people who were born as women, 
who are biologically women because that defies the purpose of having boys and girls sports be separate, men and women's sports be separate. Why can't we talk logically? Well, there's only one reason I can think of we can't talk logically, and that's because we have a political party, the Democrats, who run around pretending that you're some kind of hateful person for using logic. All of a sudden, rational thinking is hateful to the Democrats. Now, I don't assume they do this because they believe themselves. I assume they do this because they see political power in causing us to fight about things that are not even disputable. And and while we're busy, they can be robbing us blind. Just come back to this fact. I'm not saying this is what they're doing at, at any given moment, but consider that they kept us busy enough. So in the state of Connecticut, they've robbed us of $150 billion of unpayable debt. The average Connecticut citizen owes more money per capita in debt that is money spent by our state government that doesn't exist, that's had to be borrowed, that you have to pay a big chunk of your taxes to cover the, the VIG on, right? That's the position they've put us in while we've been busy doing something else. And on the federal level, it's $30 trillion plus dollars that they've squandered, not, not of wasted money that was in the bank, but again, money that didn't exist that they've wasted. So this, these stupid arguments have efficacy for those who are seeking to win elections by expanding the size of government every year so they have a ton more money to spend to buy new voters each year. 860-522-9842. Peter's calling from Canton. Hello, Peter. Wait a sec. i got to push that button. Now you're on the air. How you doing? What's up? Not too much. Um, she is a woman, but not a real woman, according to the Bible. Oh, really? What does the Bible say about fake women? Well, <laughs> are you the are you the guy that uh, likes pizza a lot, or is that the other guy? Everybody likes pizza a lot. You Everybody have to you have to ask a question that differentiates us a little better. Okay. Well, you're a little heavy. You're you're no. Italian. That's that's Thomas. Oh, that's Thomas. Okay. Okay, well, in the Bible, um, God made Adam, and he didn't make woman yet. And mm -hmm. then he made all the animals. And he told Adam, your job is to name the animals. So Adam named all the animals. And then God noticed that Adam was lonely. That's when he made woman. Mm -hmm. So he took a rib from Adam and made woman, and he made Lily, where we get Lilith. Lilith Fair, all these dikey women that go and play their music, that's Lilith Fair because of Lily was the first woman. Adam didn't like her. She's sort of... She wasn't uh, feminine her. enough? <laughs> Probably too male. Uh-huh. Well, it came so, from his ribs, so that's not a surprise. That's true. So God took Lily and got rid of her and made Eve. Eve was actually the second woman. Are you are you making this up? I'm serious. Read the read the first Bible. The, Joey, the, you know this stuff. Is he telling the truth? Huh? 
There was two, the, he Joey's afraid Lewis. to enter this conversation. That's where you get Lewis. I got from. kicked out of church. Where you, you have all these. Did, did you, hang on one second, Peter. Yeah. Joey, did you ever hear of this Lilith character? No. no. Lily? No, I got kicked out of church. I didn't pay close enough so attention. So you can't say whether Peter's no. fabricating this. No. Or not. I'll have to I'm not fabricating. The I fur. did hear it and I looked into it. Yep. But I could be wrong because, you know. Half of what you hear is baloney, but I swear, I swear, it's in the Bible, okay. in the first Bible, the Jewish Bible, mm-hmm. and so we made the Lily. Adam didn't like Lily because she reminded us too much of our wives, so he got rid of her. And then they came up with Eve, and he liked Eve because she was more feminine. Now, was Eve still made from a rib? Because because I'm worried I, about I Adam running out of ribs rib. at this point. Exactly, you'd be running out of ribs. Yeah. Huh? But uh, I don't know any of that. But women have an X chromosome. We don't. They can bear children. They have a womb. Trans women. Trans. That's not a woman. Yeah. Well, so it's not complicated. Woman, she could be a woman, but she's not a real woman. Well, there's only one kind of woman, so what you're saying... Now, we can respect that somebody has the legal right to become a woman or the cultural right to become a woman because that's what they feel they are because they're suffering from this disorder or whatever whatever we're allowed to call it these days where they perceive themselves internally to be a different creature than the body they occupy. And, uh, you know... I understand nature, and nature is very random. As a matter of fact, a scientist friend told me once that that every variation occurs in nature, that the nature of nature is things don't always come out the way intended. Every, every configuration you can imagine happens. Therefore, I think we need to be forgiving of the oddities that pop up. And, but that doesn't mean we have to lie about what the truth is. And the Democrats seem to insist that we, need, that we lie about what the truth is. And that's where I have to draw the line. Your opinion, please, 860-522-9842. More coming up on WTIC. Are we ready for more? Yes, indeed we are. 860-522-9842. John is calling from Watertown. Hello, John. Good afternoon. Uh, well, good afternoon to you. What's on your mind? I have a little information on Lilith. Oh, you do? You're a biblical-type person. Somewhat, but I'm 75, and my brain doesn't work that well all the time. Well, you know, a lot of younger people have the same issue. A lot of them are uh, walking around claiming that they're uh, blue. Exactly. Willis was the second or the first female without a rib. Adam was not pleased with her because she wanted to be on top, basically uh, more masculine. Mm-hmm. So she was just a woman. Okay. Okay, she... She left. Then God created Eve out of the rib and made, made her Adam's mate. Okay. So the first so one for the first one wasn't described as, as uh, having the purpose of being a mate to Adam? No. No. She was just a woman. 
This is a very interesting. Do do you recall any lessons about why there was this multiple attempt at firing off the the better half? That I have no idea. Just I guess I don't know. Maybe God wanted to please Adam. Yeah, but and I wouldn't think that God would have any trouble doing that on the first try. Well, uh, God gave uh, what the people the. Uh, I don't know what it would be uh, to have your, their own ideas as far as what they like and what they don't like. Yes. They had a choice. They had a choice. Mm-hmm. So God probably just wanted to keep Adam okay. happy. That, that makes sense. I mean, uh, Adam and Eve were put on earth to be happy. Makes sense. And if Adam's not happy, she has to go. Okay. But where she went, who knows? You know, there's still there's still a lot of uh, theory that she was still out there and uh, she's immortal and uh, she was stealing babies and all that kind of good fun. All right, I find this very confusing, but I appreciate your effort, John. Thank you for the call. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. I I have to say I'm baffled by this whole thing, but I'm not trained in the theological realm. If somebody who uh, maybe was raised in these traditions could explain a little bit, I would love to hear it. 860-522-9842. I would love to understand this multiple Eve situation and what the whole effort was about. And and I don't understand the whole rib thing either. That's that's a little strange to me as well. If anybody understands these stories, please advise. 860-522-9842. Because it is a little weird and and difficult to comprehend. It is. That's you know, it, I'm just listening to it for the first time. I recall no understanding of or, or familiarity with this uh Lilith story up to this point. It's all new to me. Don't forget to call the rant line. We will play the rants uh, over the next probably hour hour or so. We will get them played for you. And I'm eager to do that because we have some really good ones. Well, you know what? I could even play one right now. You want to hear? Because I think there's a good one right off the top is my recollection. What is today? Six, nine, right? Yeah, here we go. You ready? All right, here we hey, go. Todd, um, I was watching the news the other day, and they had a photo op mm-hmm. of the um, Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, and she was uh, in the office um, with uh, Joe Biden. And I think Nancy Pelosi may have been there and Chuck Schumer. And if if you look real quick, Todd, it, it, but with the four of them there, it looked like an ad for possibly a rehab facility mm-hmm. uh with those four in the photo op it almost looked like a memory memory care facility so i was thinking <laughs> maybe they should change the uh, the name of the west wing to the uh dementia wing oh that's because, great i mean you you take those four in, in one picture uh, it's hard to believe they're running the country but those four shouldn't even be driving cars never mind running the country that is wonderful a great setup for some excellent one-liners. Phil in Suffield. Hi, Phil. Hi, Todd. How are you? What's uh, up? Well, if, if you ask, talking about the trans women, women, um, I think that's what these red flag laws are for. Explain. Uh, you, you must have something 
automatically disconnected if you're a male and you believe you're a female or vice versa. So how's the red flag law apply? Phil? defect, and you shouldn't be able to... Oh, Phil, you're breaking up wicked. If you can hang on, we'll try to get that clarified from you, okay? Let's go to Jack next. Hello, Jack. Yes, hello? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to, uh, you know, cast a little information on this. Please. Thing. <laughs> it's, it's not in the Bible, okay? It's just not there. It's it's, uh, it's, it's a story that was cooked up uh, by uh, some, you know, uh, Israeli uh, uh what you call it. These are uh, Bible saboteurs? Disinformation uh, yeah. campaign? Well, yeah, essentially, yeah. It's just a, it's a story. It's a legend, a myth. Okay. Okay, it's not in the Bible. Good. Thank you. And what and what's important, okay, is what happened in the Garden of Eden, all right? Uh, we know the story, okay? Satan came down in the form of a snake and convinced Eve to eat of this uh, uh, tree of the knowledge. The fruit of, of knowledge, evil. yeah. Okay. What really happened here was he offered her, okay, the ability to be like God and to make up her own rules. Mm -hmm. And that's what's been going on in this world ever since. Oh, that's very interesting. So the taking of the fruit was she got to decide if she was going to break the rules or not and be punished. And what what was the punishment for breaking the rules? Well, they were thrown out of uh, of the garden, for one thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the whole... All of creation really suffered because of that. All right, and that's that's the amount of power that was in them when they were created. All right, uh, you know the the world became full of uh, you know and nasty things. You know thorns and briars and you know poisonous snakes and Lord knows what else. You know, but uh, you know the whole point is that people have been trying to make their own rules up ever since. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody wants to be a little God, okay? So the, so the whole point of the Christianity in Christ is to, to give that all up, give up yourself, okay? Your, your want, your desire, your need uh, to, to be, you know, self-governing mm-hmm. and come, come under the governing of God, okay? And, and that's where the real blessings lie. And if you decide not to enter the, that space, then you lose those blessings. Thank you, Jack. Well done. You got that in right under the time limit. We're going to break for news and talk more on WTIC. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. What is this cut? You know who it is? Eddie Money. That's Shaking. Eddie Money? Why do we play Eddie Money bump so Because it's awesome to hit the post on this song. Yeah, but it's, there's got to be other music. Oh, there's so much other music. Why don't we mix it up a little bit? We can do that. This sounds wicked stale. Even Eddie Money doesn't listen to this cut anymore. <laughs>
You know, that that's a question. If you're a musician, yeah. like, you know, let's just pick a band with multiple members. Mm-hmm. Do they listen to their own stuff or are they like, no? I, I would assume that they don't listen unless they've got serious ego problems. Yeah, but to be, be a musician, you almost have to have a little bit of an ego. Yeah, but but you should also have a... Humbleness. No, well, I'm, that's a lot to ask, but I won't dispute what you're saying. But I'm thinking more that you should have an, a, a creative inquiry going on where you're always looking to expand your musical awareness and and be challenging yourself in some way like what could be more boring if i if i want to if i want to listen to talk radio i don't go find old tapes of myself what could be more torturesome than that (laughs) yeah but i mean and and to play devil's advocate it's almost you can go back and see how you've changed or if you haven't changed do you need to change well occasionally it's necessary Mm -hmm. to listen to find out how bad you are and how you can improve but to sit around and listen to your own old music because you made it or, or whatever, you know, the complaint that the stereotype is that musicians get uh, tired of playing their hits. That if they're lucky mm. enough to have had hits big enough that there are crowds that pay 50 or 100 bucks to, per seat to come in and, and hear them reproduce that hit for them, you know, you... You should feel honored and play it, but at the same time, some people have to do it so much they feel trapped by those old songs, and they'd rather be venturing forth doing new stuff, and the crowd won't come if they do the new stuff, and the crowd will just sit there and maybe boo if they do new stuff. Yeah. You know, like you're Billy Joel or just picking art. You're driving your car to go get groceries if you're still doing that. Listening to the radio, your song comes on. Do you just instantly just like change the station? Or are you like, yeah, I'll listen to this for a minute? Well, it depends on how long it's been since you listened yeah. to it. But I assume you'd sit there until the part you hate comes on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're in a grocery store, and now your song's on the speakers. You're just like, oh, man. Yeah, it's like your Paul McCartney and Nowhere Man comes on. Yeah. And you say, I'm going to change it before the beep. Yep. Before the sound, whatever you call that beep. Oh, it'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd be nice to have that problem. I would like. I would would like that problem. I would like to be challenged by that. All right. uh, Sorry. No, it's like the proverbial. You know, like we're at that age now when the music in the grocery store sounds good. I've hit that point in life. The music in the grocery store is hard rock from the from the psychedelic era. You're like, yeah, this is good stuff. Like, (laughs) oh wait, I was thinking about that this morning. How much elevator music has has changed? (sighs) I was in a coffee shop in. simsbury this morning and and the we're sitting there my wife and i totally quiet having a nice conversation early there's only like three or four people there and suddenly somebody realized behind the counter that they hadn't put the music on before they opened the door and and uh <laughs> and it was up way too loud like like from cleanup the night before when all the customers were gone and the staff jacked it up and they just left it that way and i said wow this music is really weird to be playing at seven in the morning and it's way too loud. So I frequently talk about this stuff. We all do about how the part one, how the culture is going off a cliff and and part two, how it's going off a cliff on purpose because there is a continuous wall of sound coming from the left looking to disparage every aspect of traditional values and I've never seen anybody who measures what what they do in the media to create some kind of barometer of just how off the deep end they are. But listen to this thing I heard on government radio today, because this is a discussion on beauty. 
And this is the beauty expert talking about how women get led astray by beauty standards. Listen. So much of today's standard is about co-opting features from other ethnicities and grafting them onto white bodies. It is grafting them onto white bodies, those evil things. You know those evil white people? They graft. They engage in graft and they steal attributes from minorities. They culturally appropriate. I swear this is the claim that's being made. Listen again. So much of today's standard is about co-opting features from other ethnicities and grafting them onto white bodies. It is colonialism of the body. So we're seeing, you know, people like Kim Kardashian uh, getting lip injections, getting um, Brazilian butt lifts, stealing features that are normally associated with black women or Latina women and grafting them onto their own bodies, creating a new standard of beauty, profiting off of that um, and harming all of the communities that they are, that they are stealing from in the process. Did you hear that? I'm getting up off the floor. Did you hear that? Was that was that the most compelling argument for how awful white people are and, and how dominant? What was that comment she made about colonialism of the body? Is that what she said? Have you ever? Now, think about what this process is. This is like I have a restaurant and say it's um, a Chinese restaurant. But suddenly Thai food starts to get a little popular. So I integrate a couple of Thai dishes into my restaurant. And then sushi gets popular. So I hire a couple of Japanese people to work in the sushi bar. Am I engaged in the malicious expropriation of some goods that belong to somebody else? Or am I celebrating diversity? It strikes me that the whack jobs of the left are so busy looking for accusations to make about being normal that they've come around a circle and they're now falling over themselves with the silliness of their arguments. Um, So I think that's really important to point out, and that is a huge foundational um, problem with beauty culture. Right. A huge foundational problem with beauty culture. Highlighted an article. This is these people are off the wall. A couple of years ago, where primarily white women would create a makeup look that gives their a eyes a slanted, look. upturned look, but this irony was not lost on the Asian American community. They called it out for what it was. Some evil white women were inspired by the beauty of Asians, so they did makeup to make themselves look more Asian. And they were guilty of cultural appropriation. The appropriation police need to be sent. That they are stealing from in the process. Um, So I think that's really important to point out, and that is a huge foundational um, problem with beauty culture. Right. Um, One of our interns here at Connecticut Public uh, highlighted an article about the fox eye trend. This was something that Teen Mm -hmm. Vogue wrote about a couple years ago where primarily white women would create a makeup look that gives their eyes a slanted upturned look. The irony was not lost on the Asian American community. They called it out for what it was, another instance of mainstream beauty standards 
plagiarizing from other cultures, and we know that slanted eyes have historically been one of the most common insults used against Asian people, Jessica. Well, wait a sec. If people are using makeup to give themselves slanted eyes, are they engaging in attempting to make themselves look foolish or ugly or have sensibilities shifted or are they driving a shift in sensibilities so that they are doing away with that implication? These people are off their rockers. Everett's calling from East Hartford. Hi, Everett. Hi, John. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I got a question. Um, this woman is does she's a makeup artist or something? Is that what you're saying? Um, I'm not really sure. I didn't listen to the beginning or the end or the middle. I just heard segments of this, well, and I was kind of shocked. Is, I guess it's zero. It's but she's the expert but, who's a guest. Yeah. Um, so would that include transgendered people stealing other people's? Uh, I'm just curious. I don't know. I'm not making any judgment. Well, wait a that, sec. That's but, a very insightful question. Would not a man? trying to become a woman choosing her own female attributes wouldn't she be guilty of cultural appropriation is that your suggestion oh i'm sorry Everett. we're getting some weird breakup on your signal hang on a sec we'll try it again i don't i don't know what's going on with these people but they're very strange quick break we'll take some more phone calls coming up on wtic I didn't mean you should jump off a cliff. I was just suggesting a little variety in the song choices, not the genre. What the heck is this? I'm just getting ready for the Volkswagen show coming up in a couple weeks. It's the Psychedelic Warlords. Oh, yeah? Yeah. From the 60s? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) There's a lot of this that's played at the Volkswagen shows. Let's go to Al in East Hartford. Hi, Al. Hi, I'm just want to weigh in on the cultural appropriation thing. I joined the military in the, in the 70s, and I mm-hmm. got stationed in Frankfurt, Germany, and I went to use the bathroom, and these, my, the guys I worked with were telling me not to use these ba- I was, like, 18 and stupid, but um, they said, don't use these certain bathrooms. And, and I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, this was a place for the, they said, the Turks and the Pacs to use. Mm-hmm. And what it was was the bathroom had no TP. It was a bowl of water, and they did not wipe with toilet paper. They used their hands and dipped it in the water. Okay. And I, I'm sitting there thinking, well, we are, uh, when we culturally, uh, you know, people <laughs> culturally appropriate our, yeah. our customs, they end up better off for them usually because, you know, I, I was shocked that people were like this in the world. But this is not the only things that are like that i mean there's so many customs that as society has gone on that people will say that we're appropriating other people's stuff but we've exported good practices all over the world they culturally appropriated our computers our our technology and everything else and 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 then certain these people saying that you know uh women or, or, or white people are appropriating this and that it never goes both directions it's always in one direction with these people and they're just totally insane i i can't help but 
but see that some. Oh, we're getting some. Uh, we're getting some uh, uh, cultural appropriation of your cell signal. I think. Anyway, Al, thank you for the call. I I don't know. Some of them are nuts. I think because they believe it. Some of them believe it because they can make money off it. Like this woman is a beauty writer. This one who's talking about if you uh, if you adapt your beauty to somebody you look at who looks different from you and you like the way they look better, that you've committed some kind of cultural crime by adapting your use of makeup or what have you to imitate them. Um, but at the higher level, the people who think about this stuff as a way to gain political power and think about it as that somehow they can make these points and argue with a straight face that they make sense, they're a little whacked. And that's why I bring it up because here we are listening to a, a, a recording of a show that was broadcast on government radio today that you know I happened to stumble upon while I was driving around town and, and I was – I was taken aback by the consistency and the constant barrage of utter nonsense coming out of the mouths of these people who are highly educated. And for the most part, you know, the, the people coming out of that world are supposed to be more sophisticated. And here are the, the words of simpletons coming out of their mouths. And, and, and for their failure to see how ridiculous they sound, it, it's quite bizarre. And what you have is a lot of people getting on the bandwagon. Rob in New Britain. Hello, Rob. Hi, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. I grew up in Plainville, and I've had Jamaican, Latino friends all my life, still do. I bought a house here in New Britain. Mm -hmm. It's in a Section 8 area. I have Latino neighbors, African-American neighbors. I have one to my right. His name is Jim. He's the only guy that talks to me. Okay. And wait, I'm wait. Seeing, what? They don't talk to you? Why? I'm telling you, uh, when I first moved in, the Latino family behind me, uh, I said hi. They ignored me. Uh, other people across the street, African-American and Latino. They I ignored said, you, hi. too. They okay. don't talk so to me. Okay, so what's your point about this? Well, I can see what the media is doing to the public with the with the you know minorities that they're they're turning them against people just because of their color and I've never you know what I mean it's like they're putting a label on us even though in our hearts we know that we were never like that and I think most people know that. Horrible. I think, you know, as you see Latino and, and black voters start to shift away from Democrats because they realize that they know hope so. they don't represent their best interests. I hope everyone wakes up to this because all it is is just them trying to get more power. And I That's hope all we have is. a clean election. There's just so I hope much. we do as well. It's hard well, because we have tie elections now. You know, they're very, we're very evenly divided. And that makes it hard because that shows all the flaws of the system that were always there, but suddenly they're magnified into this moment. We're going to get a traffic update. Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Then some news. Good afternoon, Mark. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 